Good evening, good afternoon, good night, everyone, wherever you are. This is Unleashed Unapologetically. And with me this evening, I have the beautiful Anne Livingston. She's a published author and spiritual mentor. She just recently edited a three-year nomadic journey living solely based on her intuition. And I recall the conversation her and I, we had, and oh my God, by the way, her and I, we are educators. So expect that we're going to be talking a lot about many things that can help you, you know, know how to embody your power and light because she knows how to teach on that. She also is passionate about teaching others how to live an authentic soul aligned life. I love that already. And she's also a mentor who is very committed. She's committed to speaking her truth while sharing her stories to the world. So, and without further ado, let me just have you here and talk to us and tell us, hey, what's happening where you were? How did you start? What's getting you to be on that journey? And hey, welcome again. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I think, you know, going back to the fact that we're both educators and kind of like, how do you go from being an educator to living an intuitively nomadic life to then now being rooted in Phoenix, like, you know, and being an entrepreneur, like, how does that even happen? And I was a teacher for seven years. I have my bachelor's in special ed, my master's in early childhood. I taught in Florida and then Texas and then one year in Chicago. And in 2013, I taught my first year in Chicago and there were 50 school closures. Um, and because I didn't have tenure, you know, um, I ended up losing my, not just my teaching job, but my teaching career. Cause ultimately everyone else had their, had their jobs secure. And with a master's degree and seven years experience, I was too expensive to hire back. And mm. so at the point that that happened, I had a lot of friends saying like, be a nanny. Cause I was like, what do you do with a master's in early childhood except teach, you know, like that's all I knew. And I had also, you know, taught in preschools and I had just all of this experience and I didn't really know what to do except for work with children. And so I had friends saying, you know, be, become a nanny. And although I enjoyed the families I worked with, they were really wonderful families. I knew that wasn't my calling. I knew that my, you know, I was not meant to retire as a nanny. And so once I, once I began that, I had this realization that I never again wanted someone to tell me whether or not I had a job and how much money I could make. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I started my business on the side and was I was married at the time. I got divorced. It was an abusive marriage. I was in another relationship that ended. And then at the end of my last relationship, I had this realization that all of these old patterns, like these self-sabotaging patterns were coming up. And so I started going on my own personal growth journey and my spiritual journey. and because of my teaching background, I was like, I know that if I know how to change my life, I can help teach other people how to change their life. And so that's kind of how it all, you know, began. And then it just evolved from there. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing with us, you know, and, um, it's beautiful, you know, when we get to do the transformation in ourselves, because we then now, you know, we then know how to help others in their transformation. And when you talk about your intuition, having it within you and how, you know, it can lead you to make great choices. One of the things that you said when we talked the last time is that you trust your intuition because it never fails you. 
let's talk about that. You know, yeah. what got you to feel that way, to know that? It started off as being a gut feeling that I trusted. I didn't know, like years ago, I wasn't using the words intuition. That was like a, a newer thing, you know, but my, where I, I would say the first time that I really understood that I had this gut feeling that I could trust, even when no one else could see that it was the right thing for me. It was my freshman year of college. I went to the University of Iowa. That's where I started. I, I'm from Iowa City. And I flunked out my first year of college. Um, mm. Turns out you need to go to class in order to, you know, <laughs> do well. I was not going to class. And so... <laughs> And so I, I, you know, after the first semester, I was on academic probation. I did not clean up my act. And so this, after the second semester, they were like, no, thank you. You are not welcome back. And, um, and so I told my family, I said, you know, I think I want to move to Florida. Mm. And my parents are like, let me get this straight. Like you flunked out of the University of Iowa because you were partying. And now you want to move to Florida? Like, you know, like spring break state. That sounds like a terrible idea. And so I, I started as you know, back in the days of like AOL and AOL chat rooms. And I was, I don't even know exactly how it all came about, but I was connecting with people in Gainesville, Florida. I knew that the University of Florida was there, didn't know anything else about the University of Florida. And I was looking into some other community colleges and other, you know, surrounding areas, but pretty much every single family member at that moment in time said, this is a terrible idea. It makes no sense. And I was like, I don't know why. I just feel like I'm supposed to go to Florida. And they're like, how are you going to get into the University of Florida when you've just flunked out of the University of Iowa? Like, there's no way they're going to accept you. And so, um, mm. Connections. I ended up going to a community college in Gainesville, which then I learned filtered straight into the University of Florida. And it ended up being amazing because in or out of state tuition at a community college was still cheaper than in state tuition at the University of Iowa. I ended up gaining residency. So then I ended up getting in state tuition once I got into the University of Florida and I ended up with a master's degree. So now years later my family's like, that was the best decision you ever made. And I was like, no one was saying that when I had the gut feeling. <laughs> so that was really the first time that I was like there's this feeling that I experience. It's guiding me somewhere. It doesn't have to make sense to other people, but mm -hmm. I just feel it's right. And so after that, I started to learn that it was a feeling I could trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because some people do not, I don't know if I should say do not know they have gut feelings or do not know they should trust the intuition, I guess I should say, because if they have been exposed to the, oh, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. If I were you, do you are you sure it's gonna work out? So they've been exposed to those kind of questions so for so long that when their own thoughts, you know, switched and comes, you know, with, I think you should do it. They get, you know, it's like stunned. They don't know whether they should trust that you know and how do you help someone who's in that kind of state to get unstuck so they can really understand and embrace when the thoughts you know that that gut feeling comes in and wants them to do the right thing for themselves yeah so there's a couple there's a couple layers too of this but when you were when you were 
kind of expanding on this, the first thing that came to mind was what you're really talking about is people pleasing behavior, right? So when we go to other people and we start telling someone our goals, our vision, our dreams, our potential plans, people give us advice advice based on their own limitations, based mm -hmm. off of their own experience, based off of their own perceptions of life. And we live two completely different lives. So, you know, we have completely different experiences. So what someone experiences as, you know, not a good idea or danger or, you know, something that that's not secure, we may not have the same experience. So what, what I started working on with myself and then I've helped clients with this is that we start to we start to shift that people pleasing behavior when we no longer rely on other people for love acceptance and validation so when we're going outside of ourselves for love or the acceptance or validation when we need someone else's you know when they when someone else's opinion of us or our lives matters more than our own then we will always outsource our power right we will always out, or outsource outsource our power to someone else so that's like a big a big piece of it the other piece of it though and this is what i experienced when i was getting ready to become a nomad was i had what i call the whisper of my soul that was sell all your shit and hit the road right so it was like this tiny little voice that was like hey do this thing and then immediately a louder voice comes in that says you'll you don't have enough money you don't have a car you have cats it doesn't make sense it's not safe and so that's the voice of the ego. That's the voice of fear, worry, anxiety. And typically it's the voice of other people that has been conditioned over the years. Mm -hmm. And so the other work that I have done on myself and, and done with clients is learning how to honor the fear of the ego, right? To, to like that fear is coming from somewhere, mm -hmm. but then how do we um, quiet it enough so that we can so that we can pay attention to what I call the whisper of your soul. That's really your intuition, but it's a lot quieter. And we've been conditioned over time to listen to the louder voice, which is ultimately the, the voice of our family, the voice of society, the voice of the conditioning. For someone who's in a place where the loud voice is actually there on a daily basis. Let's say a husband, a wife, children, and you know, you name it. So that means they get up, they go to sleep, and they still hearing the loud voice. How can that person be able to build that new ability to tune, you know, to tune down that loud voice that's around on a daily basis so they can really work on themselves. It's not that I didn't hear what you said, but I know there are people who are still asking that question. I heard what you said, Anne, but I'm married. I have children, you know, and I'm seeing them every day. How am I going to be able to pull that through? Yeah. So again, where I start people is with some sort of morning self-care routine, because what happens a lot of times is we are constantly putting our needs, our desires, our dreams, our vision on the back burner, because we've been, again, conditioned that other people matter before us. And moms especially have a really hard time with this. Um, I've worked with a lot of moms over the year and they're like, they're like, 
yeah, that's cute, Anne, but I have children and I have this husband. And, I, and I'm like, I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if you have to wake up earlier. I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. What I'm saying is that it is vital. It yeah. is vital to your overall happiness, your overall mm -hmm. satisfaction in this world, right? So where I start people is it's a body, mind and soul routine. And the body component is some form of exercise, some form of moving your body in some way, shape or form every single day. Doesn't have to be some intense workout. You know, what one person loves, someone else hates. So it doesn't really matter what it is as long as you're moving your body. Cause it's, 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 important to move that energy that stagnant energy through your body right that's yes, vital yes. nourishing your body again i don't care what your what your nutritional diet is as long as you're eating real food food that nourishes your body you know cutting out as much of the processed food as possible drinking lots of water um so that's the body component the mind component is meditating mm -hmm. it's so important to be sitting with yourself if you start with guided meditation, awesome. Like there's no, to me, I really don't believe there's a right or wrong way as long as you are really putting in the effort. As long as you're showing up and really your intention is pure behind it, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this. Start with five minutes, you know? Five minute guided meditation is so much better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that you're filling your mind with positive things, reading books that are around you know, goal setting or spirituality or, um, you know, any type of like personal development type book, same with podcasts. Um, and then the soul component is I have my clients create a list of about 10 things that don't require money or other people that bring you joy. Um, and for me, that was really helpful because I was severely codependent. At that point, I was in a relationship and I was so dependent on my partner for my happiness. It was like, I don't want to go for a walk unless my partner's with me. I don't mm -hmm. want to go to the grocery store unless my partner's with me. I don't want to do, you know, everything was dependent on him and his schedule. And then I ended up resenting him. So I, when I was working with a coach back in 2016, you know, he asked me, he was like, when was the last time you felt passion? And it had been years since I had mm. really like connected to that deep soul passion of like some sort of purpose. And so that's where we started was just, you know, do the things you love, whether it's going for a walk, cooking, mm -hmm. listening to music, knitting, coloring, writing, you know, something that really lights your soul up, you know, um, that brings you a lot of joy that isn't dependent again on money or other people. Cause a lot of times people will say, well, I would do that thing, but I don't have money. Like money's right. no longer an excuse. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. Body component, mind and soul. And these are areas yep. that once we start working on, then we are able to, it's like opening the door for ourselves to really, you know, allow our intuition to start working for us. Because yep. that, that's it, right? Being able to, for the intuition to work for us. Because when we think, um, it's like when we have to make decisions, most of the time we make the decisions, but after a while, if we are not sure of ourselves, we start doubting the decisions that we make because we are so used to how we used to do things or the people around us, what they are going to say. And we start looking for the validation that can get us stuck. And, you know, what I'm, I think I'm hearing through, you know, that practice of the, the three components is that when you are able to 
eat well, sleep, taking care of your body, your mind. You may, you know, go up and down the stairs because that's what you can do. It's still exercising. Get off from the chair that you've been sitting for over an hour. Do a little walk around and then come back because not everybody likes to go for a longer walk, but you making your body move and then yep. do some, you know, bring the energy in you. You are allowing what's out there in the universe to shower into you as well, right? Yep. And when you get to change into the process of the mind, and I do strongly believe in the mind process because to me, I call it the relocation of the mindset. You know, it's like you are shifting from the negative thoughts to the positive thoughts and you are allowing yourself to say words that are true to you. It, it's not easy, of course, because there are many people who, you know, it takes a while to ch- to get to that point. But guess what? That's what a process is. It's when we are able to, you know, make it step by step, practice it over and over until we master it and we get better at it. And pretty much that, for those of you who's listening this evening, ladies and gents, that's what Anne is telling you. Those are the work that you need to do. Those are the component that you need to work around just so as you are getting to know who you are and believing in your intuition and your gut feelings, you are able to make better decisions with clarity because you work on those three areas of yourself. When you're working with people in general, what kind of practice you make them do immediately once they start working with you, just so there's that connection, that bonding, that 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 relation that is formed, just so they could say, "Oh my God, I should have came to you earlier. Why did I wait that long?" <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I feel like when people hop on a call with me they kind of feel like we've already known each other for a long time. Like, uh, you know, one thing that I get complimented a lot with people who have, you know, kind of been following my journey or who have worked with me is they're like, and you don't judge. I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I have complete non-judgment because I've been through so much. I've experienced so much. And, um, and I've, I've really faced my own shadows. I've faced my own darkness. I've faced all of the negativity that I've been holding on to. I've, I've had really, terrible patterns i've looked at the shame i've looked at the guilt i've looked at the jealousy you know and so i don't sit there and judge what someone else is going through because i understand like when i talk about the ego i really look at the ego as being our inner child and so when i see someone lashing out at whether it's you know a parent or a partner or their child I, I have worked with a lot, a lot of parents and children and they're like, oh my God, like I just lashed out at my child again. I'm like, yeah, children are some of the most triggering people because mm-hmm. they are all in their emotions. They're kind of, they, they're kind of here to trigger us. And so when you notice yourself lashing out in some capacity, that's really your inner child that doesn't feel seen, doesn't feel loved, doesn't feel validated. And so when we do the work to ultimately reparent yourself and not because your parents were crappy parents or mm-hmm. you had you know like we all have a variety of childhoods and some have had amazing childhoods and some have had really crappy childhoods and you could have had the best childhood in the world and still not 
feel seen, loved, and validated, right? So you know as an adult now how to reparent your your inner child. Um, so that's, but the, but I I still always start with the body, mind, and soul component because ultimately you won't even know what stories you're telling yourself until you slow down and spend time with yourself. So typically what I do with clients is I have them focus on just the routine for 30 days. Um, and you know, we talk, we talk about like what's coming up and I, and I reflect back to them and I hold space for them and, and I do all that, but we don't really start really diving into some of the stories until they have a really consistent routine because I also take them through the process through this routine. They learn how to hold space for themselves, right? So like at the beginning, I do a lot of the energetic heavy lifting where I'm doing a lot of the space holding because they haven't learned how to do that for themselves. And then as they are, you know, going along and doing this, then, um, then they start to learn how to hold space for themselves during that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, um, from what you explained, it's just like baby steps. You know, when you say you're yep. holding space, you know, for that time, it's just you giving them the, okay, I'm changing your diaper, I'm <laughs> giving you food. But once you are able, you know, you reach that time where you can hold the spoon on yourself and then you could walk and take those tippy toes until you make it to where you need to be, then I'll be guiding you. Yep. That's yep. So like, in, so like in the teaching, like when I was a teacher, right? It's the, I don't know, what how it's phrased in other states but in illinois it was i do we do you do mm -hmm, right so mm -hmm. it's a way of transferring transferring the skill right so first i model i do mm -hmm. and then i kind of hold your hand and we do it mm -hmm. together right mm -hmm. and then and, and then, then the it's, learning it's over process. to you and you yes. do and so that's kind of how i Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I've modeled my coaching because I think that within the coaching community, there are some coaches and I don't think they necessarily do this intentionally, but I think that there are coaches who kind of, um, their clients become so dependent on them. There's like this codependent relationship between the coach and clients, right? Mm -hmm. That like, if you want to get to the next level, then like you need me. And I'm really mindful of transferring the responsibility and I have had clients rehire me as they've evolved but it's always been at like another level and the tools that I've taught them before they don't need a refresher on their those right. tools they implemented everything we've already worked on before mm -hmm. it's just the next level mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's and it's it's a great strategy that you use because like that it's almost like you telling them we are in it together but you also you have to be accountable for the work that you decide to make for yourself yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep because every client has their own journey right and so that i also am really intentional about allowing a client to follow their own intuition so when i'm working with the clients i have a client right now and she's kind of stuck in this pattern right now so I reflect back to her what I what I see and what I feel because I'm also super empathic so I could feel her energy I can feel where she's at energetically and I'll say this is the pattern you're stuck in I see it this is how it's playing out and if you continue down this path this is probably this is probably where you're gonna end up you know and if she says 
okay, I hear you and I see that and I know that this is not of my highest good and this is not a long-term thing, but I'm still feeling like I need to keep exploring this. Okay, if your intuition is telling you to keep, who am I to say, don't keep exploring that? You know, I want my clients to learn how to trust themselves. Now, there might be instances where they're receiving red flags and they don't know it and I know it, but again, it's not my job to say, don't do that thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's kind of like with, again, parents and children with Mm -hmm. natural consequences, right? So like, or teachers and children and natural consequences. Okay. If you do this thing, this is probably going to be the consequence, you know, but you have the freedom to go down that path. And like, when that consequence happens, good, good learning opportunity, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or a parent will say good luck to you. You know, well, well explained, uh, well explained. If you are listening, I'm pretty sure that you are taking notes as well of the things that you need to do and how Anne works with, you know, people. And do you work with both male and females or you have specific niche that you work with? You know, it's funny because I've worked with a lot of business coaches who have wanted me to niche down and it never felt good. I always felt like I was like missing someone you know that and so no I don't really niche down my my thing is as long as someone is committed to their own growth and they're ready to fully show up for their own life Mm -hmm. then I will I will help them I will serve them you know Mm -hmm. because I feel like for me being like a spiritual spiritually based coach um it's it's across the board everyone needs it (laughs) you know yes 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 so yeah Uh. we talked about um the aspect of the components that people would need to have you know in order for them to work into the development of their gut feelings and knowing their intuition and embracing their intuition now how can someone build resiliency within the transformation that you are helping them? Can you expand on that? Just to make um, sure that I'm answering the question. <laughs> well, we, okay, let me just um, take it this way instead. We are in a time when things are changing a lot. And with the changes that are happening in everybody's lives, there are people who either they progress or they regress. And that alone can either help them build their resiliency or, you know, not be able to manifest that. So by them learning to work the way you are teaching and the way you are guiding, how are they building resiliency? So regardless of the changes that are happening in nowadays in this life that we are living in, they can always keep on going and then stand up and keep pushing and then staying staying true to who they are. Yeah, so it I love that because right now we are in a very heightened moment of time where people are allowing the external world to dictate how they feel. And this is really emotional intelligence and emotional mastery. And once you practice 
that and you really get it down the the beautiful thing is that then you experience true freedom because whatever's happening externally cannot ultimately dictate how you feel right so um this happens a lot during kind of the ego work phase that i do right so for instance there, there's a lot of practice in feeling feelings which doesn't mm -hmm. sound super glamorous doesn't <laughs> sound super fun it's i'm not gonna say it's really enjoyable but the thing is like most of us have been taught to not feel feelings we've been mm -hmm. taught to numb through food alcohol shopping mm -hmm. relationships social media work netflix like you name it we've been taught to numb that way and so there's um there's a way of consistently and consciously slowing down and asking yourself okay how am i feeling right now okay is there is there a thought that i'm thinking or is there a story that i'm telling myself that is contributing to this feeling okay let me feel the feeling that's mm -hmm. what people don't want to do but like <laughs> let me feel the feeling right and then once you feel the feeling and because it, it's so important to not just change the story a lot of i think a lot of times people are also like oh i can just change the story and feel something differently but then that's called spiritually bypassing and so it's important to feel what you're feeling to honor what you're feeling to hold space for what you're feeling to allow it to transform um to really you know move through your body and transform and then once the once the emotion which emotion is energy in motion it's just energy in motion through your body right so like right. when you allow it to fully move through your body and it releases then you have no more resistance to that thing and then you can change the thought or the story but you mm -hmm. have to feel the feeling first and so um once you do that enough times and you look at the story and uh, you know whatever stories are coming up you get to a point where you don't need to keep looking at the story like you don't need to keep digging and going down the rabbit hole and like oh mm -hmm. what do i need to fix now it's never a matter of fixing anything because you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you it's just that we've been conditioned to not feel our feelings and to look for something external to make us feel better and so it's just this constant practice of okay something is happening out there and i'm feeling this thing okay i would like to take control over my experience of life so instead of giving my power away to the external how do i take my power back what do i have control over i have control over my thoughts my feelings and my actions mm -hmm. and when mm -hmm. i remind every single time i remind myself i have control i don't have any control over what's happening externally but i do have control over what i think about it how i feel about it and how i and i really say to respond versus react mm -hmm. right make a, mm -hmm. a conscious response versus reacting to it and one of the greatest things i ever had a coach teach me was that when you react to the contrast so when you react to what you don't want you get more of that thing so when i'm experiencing contrast in the external world which is normal we're human beings so there's going to be something happening externally that we don't like right, right. and so it's like okay here's contrast okay i feel this this thing instead of reacting to try to fix the problem let me go back to my thoughts my feelings what do i have control over and now let me respond from a more grounded space and then the other thing that i implement consistently with myself and my clients is what would the future version of me do mm -hmm. and i worked on this a lot around my story with money right so like a lot of times we we react trying to fix from this place of scarcity right 
And so when, when I go into, well, what would the most abundant version of me do? How does she think? How does she feel? How does she act or respond? It started to shift the external. And so again, like we've been taught that the external dictates our internal and it's in the spiritual world it's the opposite it's the internal mm -hmm. that dictates the external so everything happens energetically before it manifests physically mm -hmm. oh <laughs> i'm like i trying to get as much in as possible <laughs> hello nurse <laughs> that was <woo. laughs> thank you so much and it's so enlightening you know um to just listen to everything you said and shared because that's power right there you know and when we are able to take that you know that core value that is shared in those words and practice them and start utilizing them on our the way we think the way we embrace things around us and let go of anything that you know negative that are really anything that is not really working for you, then that's when you're able to embrace the, the shift and embrace everything else that you want and the tone that you want to set for yourself. I mean, whew, thank you, Anne. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, oh, I tell people, I tell people like, and I was just saying this on another podcast I was, I recorded, I think a couple days ago that I don't have any secrets. Like everything that I do with my clients, I'm more than happy to share publicly because people don't hire me necessarily for the wisdom, like the, the teaching aspect. It's more about applying my wisdom to their individual situation, right? Having my complete focus on their individual situation. But I've had people take what I teach, like through videos and podcasts and stuff like that, and they've completely transformed their lives. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to hire me. It's just, if you get a different, it's like the accelerated, like the turbo boost, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> but I try to, I try to give as much as possible because it's so important. It is everything that I teach is so important for the overall transformation of your life. Yes. And for you ladies and gents who are listening this evening, I am, I mean, as I always say, when we have our guests over, I always say, take notes. But it's not only about taking notes, it's about what practice are you willing to start in your life as of today, when after you finish hearing this podcast, what do you want to do? And if you are searching to know more and work more, You know, if the audience in here, they trying to get into reaching out to you and want to know more and learn from you and even work with you, how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? Yep. So my website is annlivingstoncoaching.com and I'm also available on social media at Anne the Nomad. And Anne the Nomad in both Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Any of the platforms. Yep. All right. And then, and then also my book radical rebirth is available on Amazon. So if you want to, if you're like, all right, but is she actually someone who walks the talk? You can read my book and see where I started and you, you'll see like everything that I talked about, you'll see me actually implemented in my own life. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's where the authenticity comes in, you know, yep. for all of you who are listening, the authenticity comes in because the practices from 
your, you know, our experiences as coaches. And then we say, okay, it worked this way for me. I'm not saying you must make it work the same way for you. But if you take the strategies and the steps that we have implemented and you make it and you tailor it for you, we guarantee that you will be on the right path. That's what we are saying pretty much yep. in a lot of words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's all it is. And this evening, I couldn't be any happier to have you with us. And, and you know, I, I look forward to having you again, just so we could have more laughter. And yes, and by the way, is a cat lover. She had her cat with her you know, and it was just lovely to see the cat and how she was, you know, taking care and petting the cat. It, it, oh, I was just looking at her like this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, it's like you guys, you, you moms out there understand that like you have those moments where it's like your children are coming and you like, don't skip a beat. You know, it's like, you're, you're like, you can multitask. I feel like a lot yes. of women too, we can multitask. So I'm like, oh, cat in my lap, cat doing all this space. Let me just keep on talking. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what makes it even, you know, prettier because the thought is there. You're already talking, you're in the spirit of it and you embracing what you're talking about. Hey, baby is crying. Keep crying, baby. I'm making sure, Hey, we're going to have the conversation and I have you on my shoulder, you know, and making sure that everything is good. And that's what you did. And I was happy to see that really enjoyed, you know, having you this evening (laughs) until we get you back again everyone that was unleashed unapologetically have a good evening thank you again and thank you